Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne, and today we're joined by Brian Anderson with Rays. Brian, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Wayne. Man, I have to say I've been looking forward to this podcast interview for a while. You and I have known each other for a little bit. Um, I've been involved in, in the early days as you were coming up with the concept of Rays and building a, a team around it. So this is exciting to see this come to, come to fruition and also share with the world what you guys are doing at Raise, man. But before we jump into really what is Raise, how about tell everybody a little bit about your background? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited too to do this. Uh, I've watched you uh, absolutely kill it uh, and go into multiple roles uh, and, and just be a leader in everything you're doing. So it's an honor to be on your podcast here. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, my background is I've been in startups my entire life. Uh, when I got out of college in 2002, uh, I actually just jumped right in. I never wanted to work for a big company, uh, which is probably how I fell into blockchain and the crypto world because it was, uh, I've, I've learned very quickly over the years that, uh, uh, a lot of people are attracted to that kind of community community. Uh, and so I, um, I just worked my way up through different startups, and in 2013, I left uh, basically what became a unicorn um, out of Atlanta um, in the mobility and software space, and uh, grew. We grew from a 30 million to selling for 1.2 billion. I worked directly for the founder, and I got to experience what it was really like to ride the wave from the bottom to the top in a very fast time. Uh, and, um, you know, backing up a little bit, uh, when I was in college, I also got to see the rise and fall of the dot-com space. And, and mm -hmm. so when I watched kind of the dot-com space crumble, I thought I had missed it. And then I watched Amazon and eBay and, you know, Google and everybody launch, you know, years later and become huge companies. So, um, as I kind of progressed my career, I was always looking for, kind of what that next wave was going to look like and if I was going to be able to start a company. Um, and um, that didn't come until uh, a couple of years ago when I started Raise when I decided to dive in. But I've done everything since then from starting my own marketing company and running that to nonprofit work. Uh, I've been in fundraising, both for-profit and nonprofit. I've uh, been a part of helping raise millions of dollars in both sectors and um, just done a lot of different things and had a, had be, I'm just blessed to be able to participate in, in a lot of different opportunities in life. Nice, man. You know, you and I have never really talked about this, but I, too, felt like I missed the dot-com boom. I uh, started college in 98 and uh, got my degree in computer science in 2002, and I thought, you know, the dot-com bubble had burst, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go do something other than this, and I never used that degree, thinking I missed it, same, same as you said, and uh, really didn't, you know, and, and I've learned that lesson for this tech cycle, right? When you look at what we're doing here, it's like people think they've missed the chance to make their name or make their, their place in the, the Web3 cryptocurrency blockchain space, and they really haven't. We've only just scratched the surface. That's right, exactly. It's so yeah. early still. Um, in fact, uh, it's... I'm, I'm glad it's early because you still have the opportunity to really build something special. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's jump into it, man. Let's tell everybody what, uh, what raise is and, and, um, all the details around that. Yeah. So raise today is a fundraising, uh, platform, uh, but really we call ourselves an operating system for deploying capital and raising capital. So if you're a startup, 
you know, your, your main focus is you want to raise money. If you are an investor, you want to find the best deals to invest in. And if you're an early stage investor, you want to make sure they're, you know, there's proper due diligence and all that. And so the, the whole experience of raising capital uh, is still an incredibly archaic uh, experience and raise is set out to really streamline capital in a, in a totally different way. And the only way I found that to be possible was to leverage blockchain technology, um, not lead with selling crypto, uh, but instead mm -hmm. use blockchain as utility to streamline uh, the whole capital deployment and capital fundraising process in a very powerful way. So we are a blockchain technology stack underneath the covers, but we're really a fundraising company. We're really a fundraising operating system and platform first, which is why we really kind of consider ourselves a FinTech or a software as a service platform. Nice, yeah. And you know, that, that's what I'd say we need to see more of in this space for this space to actually mature is not building a, a company or a product centered around we're a crypto company we're a web3 company build a find find a solution a business you know a business have a business model and figure out where this technology works best to solve problems whether it's a centralization problem a data a distribution i mean that's really what more people need to look at not oh how can i start the next because a lot of these crypto companies that'll come out they they want to launch their own wallet are their own decentralized exchange yeah. and those are great and all but we don't need more of those we need we need this to show people how this technology can solve current issues and problems that's right that's right well and that's why when i saw so i was explaining this to somebody last night actually that didn't understand blockchain and i uh i said you know think about back in 99 2000 when um e-trade and those types of companies launched right and that was a long time ago, a couple decades, over a couple decades ago, right? And we don't even think twice about opening up E-Trade on our phone or Robinhood and trading that way, right? It's just at your fingertips, uh, tips, uh, press a few buttons, fund your account, withdraw money. Everything's kind of taken care of from a capital deployment standpoint for public markets. But people don't realize how archaic and how slow and how just old school the private markets are think about if i you know told you that you had to sign an agreement and a document and verify your identity and jump through all these hoops and wait days and weeks just to get an opportunity to invest in a public company you'd be like well it's not worth it never mind i'll just go gamble <laughs> or whatever it is you want to do yeah. right with your money um and and so but instead it's like that's not the reality with public markets. So in the, but so in the private markets, I set out to use blockchain to streamline that process. And I saw this like window of, of opportunity to be able to really change things and do it thoughtfully within regulation and to be able to change how, how companies raise money and, and how do we, you know, really at the end of the day, like why do we do it? Because startups deserve a better chance to raise money early stage. Um, VCs, venture capital, really gets a lot of the attention and i got so tired of hearing early stage founders brag about how much money they got from vcs and i'm like that's cool you represent like one percent of the startups out there what about the 99 percent? what about the companies that don't get a massive vc infusion well luckily now for us um that's pretty much most people everybody right the market's changed and people are not getting vc money uh and so we're now sitting in a really good place to be able to help truly help startups in a, in a thoughtful way 
Nice, nice. And so when someone comes to raise, they don't necessarily have to choose between do I use raise, do I go the VC funding route, right? They can they can use a little bit of both. Is that correct? Exactly. Multiple we, fundraising options? Yeah, think about it like this. Like um, if you you know, if you're doing some business task, right? Um, you you basically use your phone as a tool to go perform that business cat task. It doesn't change uh, necessarily the business task. It just makes it easier, faster, cheaper to do it because you've now got a phone to complete that task. That's really what we're building is an operating system and a way to go raise money simpler, easier, faster, cheaper. You still have to go talk to investors. If you want to pitch to VCs, pitch to VCs. If you want to pitch to angels, pitch to angels. We just make that process safer, better, faster, easier, cheaper um, to where you're not having to go out and hire really expensive services to try to find those people. Uh, and when you do find an investor, we make that whole process a lot less friction to close them out. All right. So so tell everybody, I mean, you, you've come a long way with, with Raise. Uh, tell everybody about the launch story when, when you guys launched the product and then what you've built since then as, in terms of, uh, I mean, you've created a lot of different tools and resources, right? So I'd like to maybe dive into some of that that you have in the in the platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really quick, fun story, but um, it also is interesting because everybody will relate with this that's in the space. So I pulled a team together in May of 2022. We built an MVP in six weeks and we flew down to consensus that year uh, when it was the hottest possible month you could ever attend consensus uh, down in Austin, Texas, and uh, got off the plane. It was 103 degrees and we were like, let's go try to use this MVP product and see if it works and let's go show people how we can tokenize revenue streams and tokenize equity eventually. And we did that, it was such a simple app, um, but we raised uh, quite a bit of money, uh, pre-seed money actually in just a few weeks. Uh, actually down at Consensus, we raised um, our kind of initial seed uh, pre-seed money to, to really launch the company just in that week. Um, and so I had a team of people um, that were just absolutely amazing people, advisors, folks uh, like yourself and um, other people that have been in the space for a long time that, you know, just saw what, what the challenges around capital raising was, but also the opportunity to be able to do something nobody had done. And that is tokenize raising uh, within regulation and, and, and testing that theory. Can we do that? I also brought in some lawyers to help us figure all that out. My number one goal was to keep startups safe and investors safe in the process. Wow. And that's what we accomplished. So um, interestingly enough, when I was flying home uh, from that launch event, um, Celsius locked up all their withdrawals and uh, everything just started kind of collapsing after that over the few months after that. So we launched at probably one of the worst times you could possibly launch a company in the blockchain space and crypto space. But um, I knew we weren't just building that, we were using the technology to build a big company. So um, we've been grinding now for uh, over a year and a half. And um, I'm just so proud of our team. We've got people that are investors, people that are startup founders, people that are technology, blockchain folks, um, you know, just all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, several people on our team have had multiple exits, um, so they understand what it's like to build a real company. 
and um, and so yeah and then you know we, what we've also done is beyond our initial MVP that we built last year we built a couple of different versions and iterations of the platform and we've really just listened to what startups need and what investors are looking for and we've brought those two parties together in a thoughtful way to create an amazing ecosystem that is just getting better every day nice nice so that's been the evolution of the product was as you basically talk to those that were looking to raise money or invest in companies, you were able to see what they needed, tweak the project, because you're right. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen raise, deploy multiple updates and, and constantly update the product. And it, it makes sense that you're, you've got to move that fast. I think the companies that don't move that fast or don't listen to what the market's really looking for and people that projects that think they know what the market's looking for without getting any kind of feedback, those are the ones that get left behind, but you guys have quickly adapted to yeah. what's necessary. Well, you know, I'll give you a recent example is that I know a lot of people came out uh, and, and they've since backtracked, but they wanted to force everybody to connect their wallet to log into something, right? And then we quickly realized in the space that Wallet Connect is like a terrible experience for a non-crypto <laughs> person, right? And and that's a simple example, but like things like that, we had to really backtrack and pivot and change and say, hold on a second, how do users and especially investors, right? Old school investors that really wanna invest in a project early stage, we can't make them go through more friction just because it's on chain, right? We have to make right. it so seamless. And actually it really should be built to where they see benefits of being on chain. There's more value mm -hmm. of the of the technology being utilized versus more hoops to jump through. And we're still right. working on those challenges today, but I would say overall, we've done a really good job of overcoming that, building a UI UX to where anybody that comes in they are not thinking, is it on-chain, is it off-chain? They're thinking, how do I look at a project to invest or how do I launch my startup to go raise capital? Where are the investors? What kind of legal agreements can I use? What kind of support mm -hmm. can I get to find new investors, right? Those are the things they care about. Not, you know, not what chain we're minting on in the behind the scenes. But what, right. what's cool though, is when an investor sees that, oh, by the way, you can use your cryptocurrency to place an investment into a safe agreement or into to buy shares in a company with your crypto, then it's like, well, that's interesting. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and try that or consider transferring funds. And the experience is so good because it's digital money um, that uh -huh. they come back and do it again. So that's how it should right. work. Yeah, they're not waiting on a bank, right? <laughs> they're not waiting on a bank, no. No, they're not waiting on the wire yeah. to get confirmed tracking down wires yeah now and this is the piece i really wanted to highlight because when you and i first met in i think we met in miami what was it late 21 early 22 yeah. maybe yeah um you know and you were telling me the vision of rays uh while it's evolved in terms of how you go to market the underlying technology of what you're using in terms of crypto blockchain nfts has has been there and that's what I saw as a benefit was I love the potential of what non-fungible tokens, NFTs, can be for people. 99% of the people in the market today, uh, not just in the market in general, have a misunderstanding of what an NFT actually is because they heard about, you know, an eight cartoon picture, right? Or, or any of these other ones that were just pumped and dumped and now all they hear about is floor price. Oh, all these floor prices, all these NFTs used to be here and now they're here. 
instead of how can I utilize that non-fungible token to represent a proof of investment. Uh, I've got another project I interviewed recently I told you about that I'd like to connect you to guys, uh, New Society, where um, it was a membership. It was a membership into a uh, collective in New Orleans focused on entrepreneurship. And that NFT gives me access to their campus. I can use it as a co-working space. I can hold events there. They have a ton of events set up and so many more other things, right? So those are the different types of things that more people need to see. And also, I'm just going to chime in too. You nailed it on the, the friction piece because Wallet Connect, setting up a MetaMask, and that's just a horrible experience when onboarding a new users. Those of us that have been in the space, we know how to use it. So we think, oh, anybody could do it. But I think more people need to realize that. Quit looking at the lens of an existing person in the space. Somebody coming in the space with no experience and their first experience before they're even sold on this whole process is I've got to set up a wallet or I've got to do Wallet Connect or write down a seed phrase for MetaMask. We're going to lose people. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what we've done at FIO too. You know, you've got to... You've got to eliminate that friction. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's right. No, no, yeah, yeah, it, that's exactly right. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, look, we've got to, we're, we're all building businesses here and we're trying to improve things and we're trying to bring the technology to market. NFTs created and still create an incredible opportunity to really do something that uh, people have not uh, thought was even possible. Um, and I looked at the non-fungible token structure is really interesting because um, I thought, you know, this is going to be go. This is like great for membership benefits, like you mentioned. It's going to be great uh, for concerts and tickets and things like that. Once the technology progresses uh, and it's not so technical, you know, to do certain things like we're talking about. Um, just like I don't know. I mean, you probably remember, but think about how ridiculous it was to get on the Internet you know, 20 years ago, like the AOLs, you know, like hoping and praying your phone connect. Like that's literally how the internet started for all of us, right? Or how we at least thought it worked. Um, so, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's really hard to kind of do certain things with NFTs today because you're still dealing with some friction wallets, but it's getting so much better and the tech is yeah. advancing rapidly. So we looked at an NFT and said, wow, this is a really interesting structure because when you're investing in a company, you get shares if you buy equity. But what if you invest in a safe or what if you invest in a debt structure uh, and there, you can't really like do anything with the shares because there are no shares, it's just a contract. I thought, what if we use an NFT to represent a contract, right? And we mint that contract on chain, which is, becomes immutable, right? And now, like, you know, for a fact that that one investor, that person is tied to that contract. He invested on this date. He gets a proof of investment NFT, not to show off to his buddies, although he can't do that if he wants, but instead to really have a legal and reporting, um, you know, proof of investment that you should be getting right. And that should be uh, doing that way. Well, we, you know, we haven't really told a lot of people this yet, but we've actually received a trademark on a dynamic security token. So we actually own the rights to a dynamic security token method, and we've been building some really amazing tech uh, to basically advance privatizing security tokens. And we're well ahead of what most people are doing in the market. Uh, we also just won a massive grant 
with one of the largest security token blockchains that we're going to announce soon. I wish I could talk about it right now, but we haven't sent out the PR yet. Um, but uh, basically what we're going to be able to do is advance security tokens to a whole nother level uh, for early stage companies raising money. And it's going to blow away anybody else of what they're doing right now. So we're big believers. We're all in on blockchain. But what we had to do first is we had to build the fundamentals of an actual capital raising platform first, mm -hmm. which has taken time. Yeah. And I really think that's how most most companies and projects should go to market is quit looking at, OK, how can I launch this blockchain crypto Web3 project and how can I um, solve a real need, um, create a great user experience, which I think is what's lacking in crypto, right? A great yes. user experience. Uh, we've got some of the best tech out there, but uh, let's face it, just like what we saw, having to copy and paste those long wallet addresses and you get one letter wrong and you're screwed up and you lost your money forever. You okay. know, we've got to fix those types of things. And, and that's what that you guys are doing, we're doing. Um, and you nailed it with the internet comment as far as back when we used to try to get on the internet. And think about that. We think back then we'd be having these, these video chats or doing right. some of the things we do online today. And I think that's when you look at NFT technology, people haven't even begun to grasp the potential of yep. what that technology can do um, because it, it's, it's so early. Um, That's right. And, and well, I, I always talk about past adoption cycles, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and all it takes is somebody to have that experience for the first time where they're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing, right? I mean, really, if we could just be real with ourselves, what, what crypto and blockchain have done is they've really democratized capital. They've really put mm -hmm. things in the hands of everyday just people, accredited, non-accredited, like just, you know, startup founders, um, you know, anyone, right? Anyone that's in business, anyone that's at home, it's created new opportunities for people to do things just like, you know, iPhones created a way for us to be able to all connect with each other in a way we never dreamed of. That's really what blockchain is doing and what crypto is doing. Right. And, and that's why I think we're all so passionate about it. We just have to patiently let the technology <laughs> innovate a little bit farther. Yeah. Yeah. And bring in some great UI people to help make that experience a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right, Brian. So, man, it's been a pleasure today talking about what you've done and raised. And um, first and foremost, uh, can you tell everybody that's listening where they can find out more about uh, about raise? Absolutely. Yeah. You just go to raise.finance. That's our website. Um, and there's if you're a company raising money, just click on the Raise Capital tab. Uh, if you're an investor and you want to check out Deal Flow, uh, click on the Investor tab. We'd love to connect with you. Um, and then, of course, we're on LinkedIn under Raise, R A Z E. And uh, if you're a company raising money pre seed to seed round, we'd love to have the opportunity to speak with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the deck, everything there. I would challenge anybody to check them out. You guys are also on LinkedIn and other socials too, right? Yes. Yeah. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Uh, just type in R-A-Z-E with the green logo. And that is us. Raise Finance or Raise.Finance. That's our website. Awesome. Awesome. So, Brian, thanks again for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, any final words before we part, man? Uh, no, thanks. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate all that you do. And uh, we're excited to close this year out and support a lot of companies raising money. So thanks. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Make sure to check it out. And thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>